Rosie on the house is on the road at the Southern Arizona Home Builders Association's Fall Show. Live from Tucson, here's Romy and Rosie. And a great big good morning to all our Arizona homeowners. We get together every single Saturday morning for the last 30 years to bring you information about your house, home, castle, or cabin for the sole purpose of becoming your best friend. We don't want you to even think about touching your house, home, castle, or cabin until you check with Rosie on the house. We've been doing the show for 30 years. I don't know. I think that probably adds up to several thousand questions we've been asked over the air over the years. And all of those questions and all the proper answers are posted at our website, rosieonthehouse.com. That website becomes an encyclopedia of Arizona home ownership. Regardless where you live in the great state, we broadcast over Seven stations and ten six. sticks. Six stations six and ten. Six stations and ten sticks. So AM, FM coverage. We cover just about every part of the state except the far northeast corner. So if you live in Arizona, chances are we can probably help you. We have built and remodeled in virtually every corner of the great state. Owned homes in Tucson area, remodeled in the east part of the state all the way over in Springerville and Eager and Sholo we've uh, how many how many home show radio hosts can say they've remodeled public restrooms in Wikiup Arizona huh <laughs> so we've remodeled in Wikiup we've remodeled in Flagstaff of course in about and around Tucson Flagstaff, and, of course, Maricopa in the uh, county in the greater Phoenix area. So if you've got a project you want to tackle, chances are we can help you by kind of coaching you along as what tools to use, what tricks of the trades that we've learned over the 45 years that we've been building and remodeling Arizona homes. Or if we don't know, then we can give you a friend or an expert in your neighborhood that we've already pre-vetted at our website, rosieonthehouse.com. Not only do we control a complete list of all the questions and answers, all the questions we've been asked and the proper answers, but we also have a referral directory there that, again, this year has been voted the number one contractor referral directory in the entire state. We're extremely humbled by that. We work hard to earn that every year with some very, very close screening. Not everybody can get in, and once you're in, not everybody can stay in. We, as far as we know, are the only contractor referral directory service that has a full-time complaint resolution officer on staff. Most other referral directories state on their webpage that if you have a trouble with one of our vendors, it's your problem. We've already screened them. It's all on you. At Rosie on the House, it says if you have a problem with one of our vendors, you call Rosie and get in touch with us, and we'll see what we can't do to get it resolved. But our complaint resolution officer is kind of like the old Maytag repairman. He just kind of sits in the corner twiddles his thumbs, and we throw him a Dr. Pepper and a ham sandwich every once in a while, and he's a happy guy. (laughs) So, broadcasting live? And we're constantly trying to expand the ways we are and meet every Arizona homeowner's best friend. If you are an electrician, we need electricians. Tucson, Prescott, Flagstaff, uh, that's one area that we're looking to. Handyman are in high demand. That's a very difficult category to 
Um, it's really difficult. To, to fill. And the reason is most handymen are one-man operations, which is fine. Many of our kind of partners are. Yep. Uh, but they might be individual trades. You try and get a handyman, and is you know, most of the time they're so busy enough as it is, you can't. It's like a good babysitter. I, yeah, <laughs> I can't take a call from a homeowner that says, hey, I need somebody to come take care of these five items and know that I'm going to be able to get you this handyman there okay. for five weeks. I mean, that's not helping you either. So we, we're constantly looking. So handyman electricians are the two areas. And one area that's fairly new, just over a year old, we haven't pushed it all that hard because it's a new aspect to Rosie on the house. And it's like all things we add very slowly because we have a very hard screening process. Uh, but it's our e-commerce store. We have thornproof puncture proof gloves we've got safety glasses we've got these special earth talon shovels that make digging easier these are all products we've tested and tried and we added one we're asked to test right hundreds of products all year long remember when we were sent all those little coiled expandable hoses and we were asked to test those what did amanda say I don't remember exactly. <laughs> I don't know that I could say it on air. I though. think she said she could spit with more PSI <laughs> than that hose provided. Well, one that we added last week was a flip tray. And this one was an immediate hot seller. We had to reorder right away. Is that what's been on the back uh, patio back by the office on top of the ladders? It is a tool that goes on top of yeah. a A-frame ladder. Yes. Not a extension ladder but yep. an a-frame ladder it's got two sides you pull it out makes an a and you climb up one side very there are some that are made to climb up both but more often than not for weight and portability it's one side and it's a tray that goes on top and then it flips over so you can have more of your tools you, it'll hold a drill a tape measure a paint it really can, cuts down on the trips like, up and down that ladder yeah, it does <laughs> and that's the number one uh I don't know if this is still current, but at one time falls off of a ladder was the number one reason for emergency room visits for homeowners. That's right. And like, and it's more often than not climbing up and down. Sometimes we're leaning too far one direction than the other. And <laughs> the number one reason is because when you're up on top of the ladder, you turn away from the ladder to come down, and you're stepping on your heels on the way down. That's the number one reason people fall. And they're wearing uh, flip-flops. <laughs> you never climb a ladder in flip-flops, and you never face away from the ladder. Two rules on an A-frame ladder. Then there's more rules with an extension ladder. So that uh, flip tray will help you eliminate re reasons to go up and down more often if you're working on a lighting fixture, hanging a light, taking on a ceiling fan. Uh, whatever it is you need to work overhead for. Absolutely. Now, on that ladder and on that flip tray, it kind of applies to what today's topic is on our blog, key things you need to know about choosing paint for your home's exterior. And we've got lots of information on our site about painting the outside of your home. When you're contemplating, let's start with the different surfaces that we have here in Arizona. I'm currently working with some friends now, Romy, who are buying a 1940s brick home in the historic district down in Phoenix, and the brick has never been painted. It kills me when I see 
a zero maintenance, beautiful brick home that somebody's lathered about four layers of paint on. It's like, okay, let's just create a maintenance item that we can spend our weekends doing this instead of hiking Oak Creek Canyon. (laughs) You know, and I'm working with a homeowner right now to find a solution for that because he just doesn't like the look of it. The painted? No, uh, of the brick by itself. And he's wanting to paint it. And I'm... But he's like, I listen to you guys say not to do it. I just don't like the look. What should I do? So I'm working to find some solutions for him because it's, um, like you said, it, it's why create maintenance to a non-maintenance item? Oh, man, absolutely. Probably the number one exterior wall surface that we have to deal with in Arizona, of course, is stucco. And so we're asked all the time, how often should I paint my stucco house? And I think people may be under the artificial or false impression that stucco is waterproof. One thing y'all need to know is there's nothing about the stucco on the outside of your house that makes your house waterproof. All right? Stucco is very porous. It allows a lot of moisture through. We used to, in the old days, hang lath paper on top of the sheathing or on top of the studs. And then we would stretch chicken wire over the top of that. And then we would apply three coats of sand cement-based plaster. We knew the moisture was going to get through the stucco. And that's why we put the paper on in a very strategic application method that once the moisture got through, it would weep down to the bottom of the wall. And we had little weep screeds down there that would allow the water to vacate the stucco wall. So... One, you need to know stucco is not waterproof. We tell people you really ought to anticipate repainting a stucco home about every 7 to 10 years. And people say, well, my stucco hasn't been painted in 20 years. I get that. There's a lot of stucco homes that haven't been painted in 20 years. Doesn't mean it looks good or that it's doing its job. And that it's not keeping the moisture out. You could be having moisture problems there that you don't even know about. You get moisture inside those exterior walls, and people wonder, well, why do I seem to have such a termite problem? Well, wet wood is what we call conditions conducive for termite infestation. And when you're allowing the stucco to weep water into your interior walls, then get into your insulation, it just takes months for that moisture to weep back out. So as all of that wet area stays wet for months after the rainy season, that's where the termites are going to be most encouraged to try and find it, the moist, fibrous cellulose material on the sheetrock, on the woods, on the paper lining, the insulation. So by every 7 to 10 years, you need to paint the stucco on your home to keep it sealed up. So how do you do that? We're going to talk a little bit about that. People, you'll get various proposals on how to paint that exterior stucco. There's specific terminologies I want to coach you all through. I want to teach you the questions you need to ask before you accept a quote for an exterior repaint on your house, as well as where the stucco meets any dissimilar material. How are we going to treat that particular junction? We're broadcasting live. 
from the Tucson Convention Center for the Southern Arizona Home Builders Association. We're talking about paint, in particular exterior paint this morning at Rosie on the House. You're welcome to join the conversation. We're, Romy and I, are down at Tucson Convention Center, but Jennifer is right there in the calls treating station at one 767 4348. Let us hear from you. Let us hear what project you're trying to tackle. Let us lend you our expertise. I said, baby, don't you cry. When we get to Tucson, you'll see why. We left the snowstorms in the thunder and rain for the desert sun. We're going to be born again. Funny, we were just talking to uh, one of our listeners who's in Green Valley from Colorado Springs for that exact reason. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> Get out of the snow. We're broadcasting live at the Tucson Convention Center talking, well, September is over. We spent the entire month of September talking about planting, and we're now moving into October where we're talking about painting. So we're following our new home maintenance calendar, which was a new concept for our 30th anniversary. Uh, we've got over 2,000 calendars here at the Saba Home Show as well. We're handing out the last of 2018s if you signed up to receive one. 2019s, you'll automatically just get a copy. Uh, those will be out about Thanksgiving time. And each week we just cover a new home maintenance feature. And each month we talk about one particular subject. And we cover it in depth in different ways. So by the time we're done with a particular subject, you have a fairly good grasp on the concept. Whether you're looking to do it yourself or hire somebody, it doesn't matter. October, right? Yeah, October painting month. Yep. And if you tune in, you know, you know the 7 o'clock hour is Arizona People Place Things events, generally speaking. 8 o'clock outdoor living, 9 o'clock open hour, 10 o'clock we dive in on a particular subject. You dive in on the 10 o'clock hour or listen to the iPods? Podcast. Uh, Podcast um, on those topics. And that's on the internet machine? Yeah. Okay. Okay. you you move from the freshman level, the 100 series of home ownership. We're moving you up to the 200 level classes. So, in a, in an effort to do that this morning, as the issue is painting, I wanted to visit with y'all about picking the right paint. And so we were talking earlier about the fact that stucco is not waterproof. You've got to have a good paint. That's the raincoat for your stucco house, and in preparing a paint job that you're going to do yourself or in soliciting quotes from paint contractors to stuck to paint the exterior stuck with your home there's a couple key phrases that y'all would need to know about in that stucco surface particularly if it's the heavy trowels what we call skip trowel texture it traps a lot of dirt we we tell people if your house is painted a light color take a dark rag if your house is painted dark take a light rag and just go out and rub the stucco surface on the outside of your house and if the paint pigment comes off on that towel you've reached the point that it's time to repaint the paint has lost its elasticity the uv rays are beginning to create an effervescent chalk surface on top of the paint, and you've lost the water-shedding, weatherproofing characteristics that the paint is engineered to provide you. 
So if you're pulling that off, you can actually just rub your hand on the surface as well, and you'll, you'll see the chalk with the paint pigment that comes off on your hands. We need to power wash all that chalk off so the next layer of paint gets a good paint bond. We also need to wash all the dust out of all the nooks and the crannies and the crevices of all of those skip trout, heavy textured stucco homes. So we need to power wash first, and we're not taking the power wash nozzle right up to the stucco. We're holding about a 2,500 to 3,000 PSI power washer about 12 to 18 inches away from the stucco, enough to wash off the powder residue, enough to wash off the, the dirt, but not enough to score the, the stucco itself. You're not trying to remove the stucco. Then we need to let the building dry for a day or two and let it get good and dry. Then we come back and we're going to ask all of you, when you're getting quotes to do your homes, ask your painters you'd like a back-rolled paint job over stucco. Now, what you're going to find out is a lot of painters have a lot of different definitions of what back-rolling really is. Back-rolling is not spraying your wall, taking a roller, and then back-rolling it. You actually take your spray rig and you spray horizontally, you spray vertically, put two layers of of paint on, and then someone with a five-gallon paint bucket with three gallons of the same paint in there with a paint screen and a good one-inch roller for heavy stuccoed surfaces, then dips the roller in and back rolls all of that area that has been sprayed twice two directions. That's back rolling. And if they're not dipping the roller in fresh paint and applying the paint on top of what's been sprayed there, you're really not getting back rolled. You're really not getting the stucco sealed up as well as you probably should. You're really not getting the paint job you deserve. And that one component is the biggest reason most people see the big swings in their painting proposals is how the painter is defining back rolling and preparation. Those are the two most critical components of any exterior paint job on a stucco home in the state of Arizona. And then the more condensed of a neighborhood you are in, overspray then becomes a, a factor as well. Nothing worse than your neighbor coming over saying, I've got all this paint spray that is stuck to my the exterior of my car from your painter last week. <laughs> Gotta watch that overspray. long road trip to New Orleans. I tell you what, we saw so many relatives. You know, sometimes on those trips, Romy, the schedules don't meet, but it seems like everybody we wanted to see, got, we, we were able to see oh, nice. everybody. So it was just great getting to see all the family, all the friends, two live LSU football games right there in the stadium. It was absolutely awesome. And we won both. So we're, we won both. So 
We are back in the, in the beautiful state of Arizona. I'll tell you, West Texas is as green as I've ever seen it. Every cow cattle tank out there is full to the brim. All the arroyos and washers were running. New Mexico's the same way. Absolutely looks gorgeous and beautiful. Southeast Arizona looks like the rolling hills of Ireland. I mean, it's just gorgeous. When you leave People's Valley on 89 yes. and before you get to Kirtland Junction. Yes. Just be so picture Kirtland Junction, and just south of that, there's a little river that's generally dry, yeah. and south of that, there's a big cattle tank that's always dry. Right. This is the first time in 15 years I've seen that cattle tank full <laughs> since I've been using that as my travel route going and, north. And first time in 15 years I've seen that thing full. The irony, and that was before the soaking rain, and, and the irony of this last storm. Which my rain gauge registered 4.2 inches at my house. 4.2 inches. Uh, is the official monsoon season ended before this storm hit. So not only does that storm not count to our monsoon averages, but it in by the third day of the month, it was the wettest, one of the wettest Octobers in history. <laughs> so that's the kind of that's the kind of what weather and water environment hit that we had at the beginning of this week. It was a changing number, but I I heard as much as the fourth wettest day ever on record. Yeah, it it was, and we missed it. We were driving across southern New Mexico at the time, uh, but we could certainly tell when we got home. We have a retention basin in the front yard, and I can almost tell you how much rain has fallen in the last rain event. By how deep that retention basin is. It was deep. And this is the only time I've ever seen water running in Whitman that wasn't due to the mountain runoff from the hieroglyphics and Wickenburg Mountains. Uh, that's Pure desert. the only time we get runoff. It's got to rain heavy in the mountain. This one, it didn't. Yeah, it was incredible. And so the rain event created a lot of phone calls to our house, to our office about leaks, leaks that they don't ordinarily see because the stucco was being so super saturated by the hours of long intensive that some least little crack that probably doesn't leak in 90% of the rain events that we have in Arizona leaked in this event. So it's one of the reasons we're talking about exterior paint jobs. We've already talked about power washing a wall and back rolling a wall. We had a painter call from the Phoenix area and say, Rosie, don't forget to tell them, repair the tops of those parapets. And we had a local Tucson painter walk by during the break talking about that as well and saying they won't use paint. They'll do roof coating just because of how much better. Well, it's designed it's for a different yeah. purpose, and that works better on those than any paint, which he's absolutely right. Yeah. So we do have one caller that's called in and would like to visit with us on the topic of painting. Let's bring him into the conversation. You can join us as well at one 767 4348 Broadcasting live from the Tucson Convention Center for the Southern Arizona Home Builder Show, open today and tomorrow. Good morning. Who do we have on the line? It's Michael. Michael. Morning. How are you, gentlemen? Very super fantabulous. Hey, thanks for taking my call. So you bet. I live out. I live out in Santan Valley. My house is ten years old. Uh, I was working on the road. Got a letter from homeowners association say your paint is faded, and at that time it was five years old. So I contracted a painter, and I told him I don't want to use what they use for track home paint because by the time they get to a house, you know they water it down, make it last longer, whatever. 
I asked him to go with an elastomera paint, something that will move with the house during the temperature changes. Is that a good viable paint to stop the water infiltration from heavy rains? Mike, I wish you would have called me before you put it on your house. Why is that? It works really, really well. Okay? If it's applied to the factory specs, and the factory specs, I think, calls for 40 mil. 40 mil is the thickness of a credit card. So if it isn't applied that thick, it can create problems. I want to tell you that when a residential elastomeric paint hit the market back in the late 70s and 80s, we made a lot of money painting homes with elastomeric paint. But I'm sorry to tell you that in the 90s, we made a lot of money tearing all that elastomeric paint off all those houses. And here's why, Mike. You're putting a completely rubberized raincoat over the top of your house that cannot breathe. At the point that stucco or that elastomeric paint hits a barge rafter or a rafter tail or a bird blocking or a door jam or a window frame, there is the weak link for the moisture to eventually find its way in. Once the moisture finds its way in, behind this impervious, thick raincoat that you've put on your house, the sun comes back out and it literally steams the moisture out of the stucco, causes paint blisters and bubbles for the elastomeric. And boy, once you've got that started, you've got yourself a major, major expensive repair. If you haven't seen that start at your house now, all I can encourage you to do, Mike, is be extremely vigilant. Any place that elastomeric comes up against a dissimilar material, keep it caulked, keep it sealed, keep it clean, and any place that we're asking the paint to, to expand or stretch more than its elastomeric factor, go up and throw a good close jaundice eye on top of your parapets and make sure you're not having to double coat with maybe some elastomeric uh, buttering cream. Uh, is You've got to keep the moisture out of behind that elastomeric. We generally tell people when you're painting your house, don't use elastomeric. Use a top quality, 100% acrylic exterior paint in the color of your choice, knowing the darker the color you go, the more often you're going to have to paint. The lighter color you go, it has a more natural built-in resistance to ultraviolet light. So the fact that you've already got it, I would just tell you, be very vigilant and don't let any moisture get in behind it. Yeah, it's been on there for five years, and, and since I've been home, I haven't seen any blistering, separation, peeling. Uh, now, you say caulking. It will a silicone-based caulk adhere to that paint? It will. Yeah, just use a good um, paintable silicone caulk, and you'll be fine. Okay. Well, thank you, gentlemen, and I wish I had a number to get a hold of you in private. I'm looking for some tile work, but uh, I'll wait until you guys bring that up in the next topic. Are you, are you looking for floor tile, what? Mike? Uh, I'm looking for a uh, shower remodel. I've got a floor stone pan 
in there now with marble surround. I want to take it all out and do a uh, a full uh, full on tile floor and tile walls. How long have you been listening to our show? Uh, you know, I started listening. All I listen to now is KTAR when I drive okay. back and forth to work. And every Saturday morning when I go to Costco, I turn you guys on. All right. Are you familiar with our website? Yeah, rosieonthehouse.com. There you go. Well, from there, you can find a couple different options. You can find East Valley Floors. They've got a nice showroom in the Chandler area, and Vaughn does a ton of showers. Uh, tile shower is a lot of maintenance. We're maintenance-free advocates, and in that application, we would also encourage you to look at a rebath-type acrylic system. It's seamless and easier to take care of. You don't have grout joints to worry about down the line. So. Man, they're doing a lot of a, a lot of surfaces now, and their showroom is at Baseline and Dobson. I know it's Dobson. Yeah, I don't know baseline, it's, it's Baseline and Dobson. Baseline. Right, I always get right next to Baby K's Cajun Kitchen. Baseline, yeah. <laughs> and then... Okay. So those would be those would be two great sources for you to contact. When you're looking for people, don't wait for us to hit a topic. Go ahead and get to the website, Rosie on the House. Type in your zip code, what particular trade you're looking for, and it'll spit out the two or three that are closest to you. Mike, we appreciate the call. Keep a close eye on that elastomeric paint. And then whatever you, you had, number you had called, that we answer that number Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. So that 888-767-4348, that's one triple eight rosie for you. That's that's our office number during the week, and that's our call-in number during Saturday's broadcast. So feel free to ring us during the week if uh, you needed additional information or you couldn't wait for Saturday's broadcast to answer your question. That's that's the office line. All right. So elastomeric paint, like Michael used, is one option that we generally tell people we don't recommend elastomeric paint. There is another paint product we generally tell you that we don't recommend to spend the extra money, and that's the ceramic embedded paint that's supposed to reflect the heat, reduce your power bills, uh, and extend the life of the paint. In our experience, in the tests that we have done, the additional cost is it's almost, the material is almost three times the cost of good exterior 100% acrylic paint. There isn't anything that product does that we've seen that comes close to giving you a return on investment. So we've talked about stucco, power wash, back roll, parapet buttering. What about some of the other surfaces we have to deal with in painting and prepping and maintaining our Arizona home. How about all the wood jams? How about the casing? Uh, how about the eave tails? How about the fascias? How do we try and take care of those properly? And it depends a lot. Most people are going to be painting those. And in prepping those, your any paint job is only as good as the prep. And when you're getting quotes and estimates, or if you're trying to tackle it yourself, the first thing we'd like to see you do is go in there with a nice, stiff, two-inch scraper and just scrape all the loose paint that you can. Just get it off. Get in there with maybe a 60-grit palm sander and, again, attack it, getting it all the loose paint that's on there needs to come off. It isn't going to do you any good to buy nice expensive paint, put it on with a nice expensive paintbrush, 
on top of paint that's already delaminating, peeling, flaking, and scaling off of the base product. You're, you're not giving the next coat a good, fair chance of, of giving you a full life of service. So get in there and scrape it all good. Um, I have a position uh, where I do power wash my wood because it seems to get more of that off than just the scraping and the brushing and the sanding. The One of the painters I respect most in the state, <clears throat> Mr. Don Breeze, disagrees with me vehemently about that. <laughs> he says, Rosie, the reason we paint wood is to keep wood dry. <laughs> he says you never artificially induce additional moisture to your wood in preparing it to paint. I power wash my wood, and I do that a good week or two ahead of when I want to paint it. I make sure it's good and dry. I do one final little brushing of anything loose. I apply one good heavy coat of exterior primer. I let that dry very good. I then caulk up any of the joints at the outside corners or where the wood meets the stucco. And I let the caulk dry real good. And then I come back with two coats of good 100% acrylic exterior paint for my wood. And that pretty well buttons it up for about 7 to 10 years. There you go. Painting with Rosie on the house. In particular, painting the exterior of your home. We'll come back with a fine, few more fine points and details on selecting the right paint right after this short break. Send me down to Tucson, and I'll get the job done. And call up the one whose love is free. She Final segment of this Saturday's broadcast, live from the Tucson Convention Center uh, for the Saba Home Show. We will be wrapping up the broadcast, but we. Uh, our, we will be in booth 1611 all weekend long. Uh, First Impression Ironworks is here as well. Pella Window and Doors, Intelligent Design Air and Plumbing, uh, Connecticut Water, Rebath, Temperature Controller Conditioning, and then one of our newer partners, Mexican Tile and Stone. I've been after those guys a long time. They've got a great operation, uh, great locations, great showrooms. Great ideas for projects. Don't go in there if you're not prepared to get something started and be, uh, uh, and have like two or three more projects start behind it. <laughs> that's a get place done, uh, get get stuff done place. Uh, but that's not the entire extent of our network in Tucson. Solar safe pool covers, West Coast Roofing, Lions Roofing. We have uh, Marvell has locations down here for building materials and masonry supply products. We've got uh, foundation repair specialists, both Arizona Foundation Solutions and Arizona Ramjack, operate in the area, serving Tucson, Marana, and Green Valley. We've got a couple great partners in Green Valley, uh, Assurance Builders as well. So we just appreciate all their hard work and their dedication to helping our vision of being every Arizona homeowner's best friend by being there for you and treating you right, the Arizona homeowner, at the point in time you need their services for your home there you go 
It's a, it's a growing network, in particular down here down in Tucson. It's been fun to see how Miss Susan Kreger has done such a great job expanding our network down here and expanding our footprint and our influence because the bigger our footprint becomes in Tucson, that's the bigger the protection blanket that we throw out there for all the Arizona homeowners. And we were, we've, been, we've been razzed for years about our Casa Grande connection. We've got folks in Eloy, and we've got a couple that was just here from Green Valley, and they were saying, you know, how, how do we get your certified contractors down to Green Valley? How do we get your certified contractors out of Phoenix, down to uh, uh, Maricopa, down to Stanfield, down to Maricopa, uh, uh, Casa Grande, down to Eloy? Uh, how do we get them up from Tucson to those same locations? So we do have contractors in that uh, Pinal County area, third most populous county in the entire state of Arizona. But if you know good people that are willing to grow, because they're not going to join our network and probably not grow, they need to be good tradespeople, but they also need to be good business people because great tradespeople, it takes more than a great tradesperson to stay in business with a growing company. I know a lot of great, great plumbers that just can't run a five-truck plumbing operation that just isn't in their DNA. So we have we have lots of small guys, and we have a comfortable number of large guys. But if you know somebody, have them give us a ring, and we'll start putting them through the most strenuous screening process of any contractor referral directory on the planet, and we're still the number one directory in all of Arizona. You had mentioned Casa Grande, and I was there at B. Dillon's two or three weeks ago. Just great mm, restaurant. Yeah. Oh, cannot beat the hospitality and the food and the environment. And I was I got into Casa Grande early by about an hour. So I spent some time driving around just looking at the different historic neighborhood yeah. they've got a great historic neighborhood behind Bedillon's. But then I went out to the industrial side. They're and you go through Casa Grande on I-10, and it's just a flash. But there is so much opportunity in that town, it is unbelievable. I mean, major manufacturers like uh, Daisy Dairy, Budweiser, PepsiCo, Frito-Lay, Walmart, Monsanto's, Alliance Lumber, C-Max. I mean, just major names. Well, how long has Purina been, been down there? Well, yeah. and then there's so many things you never even heard of. That <laughs> Have you ever heard of Abbott? Huge, huge building. Um, Natural Vitamin Company, huge warehouse. Um, Hex, Hexcel, whatever that is, Franklin, um, Diamond Plastics, Prince. I mean, there is major, major industry in Casa Grande. And you know what? For 50 miles in every direction, there's room to expand. Yeah, that's There true. is huge opportunity in Casa Grande. Well, and if all you've ever seen of Casa Grande is the interstate, you don't realize how many rooftops are out there. There are a lot of people out there. And the old downtown by off of where the train track comes through, I think it's you just stay on B. Dillon and go south of the Main Street. It's It's got a nice little historic downtown as well. So, And who, we does, love, who doesn't love the Francisco Grande? Right? <laughs> <laughs> we love, uh, love Arizona, love the towns that we have here and love being there for you the arizona homeowners at the point in time you need some direction or help on all things related to your house home castle or cabin we'll be here next saturday starting seven o'clock sharp join us online during the week if you have a question you can't wait till then rosie on the house.com